Interested in real estate? How about wealth? Well, they go hand in hand. And here, you'll learn all about it. Welcome to Be The Bank, a podcast where we discuss and debate the topics centered around real estate investing. Your host, Justin Bogard, shares insights into investing in real estate to create real wealth and passive income for you and your family. He'll share stories of real estate investments done right, walk you through the process of owning a real estate note, and most importantly, educate you so you can be the bank. This is Be The Bank, brought to you by American Note Buyers. Now, here's your host, Justin Bogard. Hello there, listener. This is episode number nine of the Be The Bank podcast, and we are sponsored and brought to you by American Note Buyers. Today, we're going to be kind of talking about really getting together with colleagues and people in your industry to kind of how to better uh, your situation that you're in with your business or how you run your portfolio. And we call them masterminds, but you may call them something different. And we're going to kind of get into that subject matter today. So stay tuned. Richard, how are you? Good. I like that that uh, architectural logo we got. That's that's pretty sharp. I like the music. I like the way it kind of turns around there and fills out. It's kind of nice. It is. It's pretty cool. You guys can check that out on our YouTube channel for American Note Buyers. Mm-hmm. And you can look at the episode number nine on our Be The Bank uh, playlist for our podcast. So that's mm-hmm. how we, uh, we just record this and we strip out the audio for the podcast. Right, Richard? That's right. That's right. They don't get to see your beautiful view behind you nor the grand piano behind me yeah we do the virtual screens because when we record our our podcast here we're typically in our home offices and stuff and um it's just you know you don't need to see all the background that's going on i got peeled wallpaper and all sorts of stuff behind me you know i mean come on we got wires hanging everywhere we're just completely unprofessional nothing looks good here Mm -hmm. (laughs) they'll never know that's right. <laughs> well, Richard, I have run to a few people lately that have mentioned how much they enjoy our podcast. And so I think that we must be doing a good job for a couple of people. So Either that or we really got them fooled. One to our, to our five subscribers. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and the millions of downloaded. Richard, we actually had seen each other recently about a couple of days ago from this recording. Face to face. Can you yeah. imagine that as opposed to being just sitting here digitally beside each other? I was actually talking to somebody today about um, they had mentioned, you know, talking about, hey, I know your business partner because I've seen you on your podcast and stuff. And they had mentioned, like, do you go to California that often to, you know, to, to do business with them? I said, I've never been out there. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been out there to see him at all. So th- I usually only see him once or twice a year just at events that we that we plan on going to. And at that time, we really don't even hang out because we're so busy networking and, you know, doing what we need to do for the business and stuff that we actually don't, we don't really spend any real time together. It's usually on a Zoom or a phone call. So it's, it's kind of funny when I see you in person, it just doesn't seem the same. (laughs) I know. You're much taller too. When we're on screen, we're the same height. That's right. That's right. Richard's like six foot eight. No. uh, 180 grams soaking wet. Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, it, it is interesting, though, that we can conduct our business 
and really not even have to have, you know, close interaction to each other because of the technology that's available to us, right? No, that is right. You know, my <clears throat> sister, my sister, my daughter works for Google and she manages a, a team. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the most of the team is in uh, Switzerland. She's in Seattle and her other team members are in, I think, Rio de Janeiro. And I can't remember where the other places are. She's never met a lot of them in, per- in uh, person. Yeah. It's just interesting. Um, <clears throat> one of the reasons why we got together, <clears throat> excuse me, I've got something in my throat, is that we had done a charity auction last November in 2022 to get a chance to sit in front of Eddie Speed, one of our mentors, and a guy named Cade Thompson, and Eddie's wife, Martha Speed, and another guy that you all might know, uh, his name is Mike Powell, and he is partners with Mitch Stevens, the guy that um, wrote the book, uh, The Art of Seller Financing, or The, the Man of uh, a Thousand Houses. I forget the title. I, I know it's you know, I hit myself in the head after this recording, and I'm going to be like, oh, that's what it was, but Anyways, Mitch is a very, uh, I won't say famous, he's a very well-known owner financier, and he lives in San Antonio, Texas, so his partner, Mike Powell, was there, and he kind of runs operations similar to what I do for Richard and I's business. Um, so we got a chance to sit in front of those guys, right? Right. So we met at a, at a got together for a mastermind, um, tail end of last week and over the weekend, mm-hmm. had about 20 people or so there, and the idea behind a mastermind, for those of you who don't know, is that you have a broad spectrum of people um, from a lot of different areas. Um, uh, for instance, you've got Cade Thompson, who manages a, manages a $70 billion portfolio, and he buys all sorts of uh, resi products, to some people there who are just starting out, and, and they are from uh, come from different points of view. So when one goes there, one usually goes... Um, uh, to uh, be put on a hot seat, and that means that you go with a uh, question or a, a burning need, and people will help you, uh, to the best of their ability, resolve that issue, whatever it has. It could be personnel. It could be how to raise cash. It could be you know, how to how to uh, manage people or virtual assistants or, or whatever. Um, but they are there to uh, focus just on you for whatever your time on the hot seat is and can be very valuable. Yeah, so so masterminds or a collection of a specific group is is can be very specific, meaning they could be people that are p- pretty much at your same level or higher, or they could be people that are kind of a mixed bag. And we we happen to be in a group with a mixed bag, which I think is is a little more fun uh, because you're going to have different challenges. There's people like you had mentioned that hadn't even done a deal before, right. and so they are trying to figure out what do I do next, right? And there's people that have been in the business for a long time, you know, like we have, and we're like, what do we do next? Right. So it's funny how you can have some similarities and you can have, you know, obviously some disparity as well when you have a group like that, but everybody can kind of get a learn and get a sense for what's going on in the room. Like we're not going to dive into specifics of conversations because number one, we don't have enough time to do that. And number, number, number uh, two, you know, we, we don't need to specify specific things. Um, but ultimately, you know, you're, you're like what Richard said, you know, you're trying to find out what, what is that, what is that you're having a problem with today? And, what- yeah, and maybe, uh, well, I shouldn't say maybe in the note school crowd, uh, it was pointed out to me 
and I think this is quite true, is that most people there um, are either in their second or their third act. Most people are in their second act. Like they've gone through a great job. You know, they've, they're very experienced. They've got 20 years of experience doing whatever. They're a lawyer. They're a, you know, uh, whatever. And they want to move on to something else. They want to diversify somehow. So they bring those backgrounds to that mastermind. And uh, I think that um, really broadens the uh, experience and, and is, makes it more uh, a richer experience. Yeah, because the whole group benefits from their their specialty from their from their act one in their life or act two. <clears throat> That's a good point that you bring up. So yeah, we we met one fellow um, who was very knowledgeable. He was a, a taxation attorney, and you know we had all sorts of questions for him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he was very helpful. <laughs> yeah, like every everybody adds value, even if they've not done a deal before, because they have some sort of experience in their life that they can they can say, hey blah, blah, blah. I learned this from my previous life because it could pertain to somebody like, like we're building a business, right? And we don't have all the answers to everything, but we, we know the, we know our specialty, right? Our, our special hammer. We know how to use the special hammer, but we may not know how to, you know, run a company around the special hammer. So that's really what benefits us is because we can hear from people that have a $60 billion portfolio and how they run just a huge wall street firm versus, you know, somebody that's on a smaller level that has, you know, a few hundred uh, loans that they manage in their portfolio. And you can see some similarities and disparities on, on how that works and how you can jump and, uh, and get into the game and, and go for a higher level uh, if that's what you want to do. So it's always interesting. Right. And so Mr. Bogard. Yeah. Tell us something that you learned over this week from the mastermind? Well, I, I kind of knew this going into it, but it's also nice to be, what I want to say it's reinforced that some of the things that we're doing that we were pretty confident in that are the right things to do. Meaning the path that we chose down the way that we're doing things, the how and the why and the what we got a lot of re, um, reassurance from some of our mentors that that is the, the right way to do things. So it's like, okay, take a deep breath, exhale. Okay, good. We're running down the path the right way. And there's a few things that we didn't think about. Um, again, I don't need to get into specific things, but um, uh, what I'm trying to say is you can be focused on one thing, especially when you're running a company and you can miss out on some of the details or not understanding the full scope of where you want to go. So vision is really important. Understanding where are you trying to get to? And that's something that's often gets lost by entrepreneurs, my, myself included. And you kind of have to step back for a minute and go, wait a minute, where are we actually going and how are we trying to get to it? It's, it's easy for you and I to figure out how to get from point A to point B. Sometimes, you know, we have to go, you know, make a left, make a right. We have to go up, we have to go down. Um, but we really, where is it that we're trying to go? And so once you kind of dial that in, everything else kind of lines itself up. And so that's, that's some of the things that I had forgotten, um, you know, figuring out when this, in this world that we're doing with the fund is, you know, where are we trying to go with it? What's, not just one year out, but what's kind of the fifth year out and what does this look like and how are we graduating to the next level so that our, the way that we get there, you know, we're, we're prepared for it and we're running in the most efficient direction that we can. Yeah, I think it's a good point. Uh, and I was actually speaking with one of our um, 
fund investors uh, earlier today, and he was talking um, about uh, actually uh, reinvesting the, the funds and if he did something over 10 years or how much would he have and what could he do with it. And I, I finally said, you know, he wanted to sort of pin me down to one specific thing that he could do. And I said, look, it's really what your goal is. If you want to make this, a, a, if you want current income, if you want long-term income, if you want to, uh, if you're in an industry that's got lots of ups and downs and you want to smooth th that income, uh, you can do anything you want uh, given what your goal is. And that makes it very, that makes you behave today very differently than you might otherwise, depending on what your goal end goal is. So what, I have some things in mind that, that I want to mention, but I want to hear from you as well, because I'm going to ask you the same question is from your perspective. And this is good because for the audience, if they don't know us already, you know, Richard is more sales and marketing. And then Justin is basically more operations. So more inside the office and back end type of stuff. So from your perspective and what you were trying to gain out of the insight from this mastermind that we went to, what, what's something that stuck out that you said, you know what, I, that, that's something I didn't think of that I want to focus on. Well, would be, I'd have to ask you several things. I'd have You're to right. Have, just pick one. <laughs> yeah, just pick one. Um, because obviously there's, uh, my function is both, generating deals to do, but also getting investors. So getting the money to do it, you've just got the very easy job of laying back there and you know, operating. <laughs> I'm in a cot back here, just <laughs> hanging out, waiting on the red phone to ring. So I'm in I California okay. and you can't hit me. Nanny, nanny, nanny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now um, I'd say that it was uh, the general consensus that we are finally coming into a better performing note market. I mean, it's been pretty dry for the last three or four years and uh -huh. pretty hard to generate uh, that stuff. So that's, that's um, good to know uh, because I think, especially for what we're doing with the fund, um, it means that we're in the right place in the right time. Okay. Um, it's generally a good time to, uh, raise money. Although you've got a lot of people who are sitting on dry cash because they really don't know where places, uh, where um, the markets are going. So it was good, good to hear other people say those. I had sort of guessed it, but if that seems to be the general consensus, I think it adds a little bit of validity to what we're thinking. Yeah. So, so some of the things that we learned, um, about some projections that that may may or may not happen in the future, just just from people's experience and what they hear from other larger companies and stuff. But it, it was interesting to note because we had been seeing this very often too, and this is stuff that we've mentioned on our podcast as well. Is that the wholesaling market? Uh, for example, in the Midwest here, I live in Indianapolis, so there's a lot of wholesalers and a lot of Midwest properties. Um, it's it's a fight to get deals. And because there's so few properties still, and there's so many wholesalers trying to go after the same deal at the same way that they try to get the deal, meaning, <clears throat> you know, it's like a cash offer, right? You really don't have any tricks up your sleeve besides saying, I'll give you X for it. Uh, Mr. Wholesaler number two comes over, I'll give you X plus one for it. You know, it's like that, that is the battle right now. And the wholesalers that really win are the ones that can figure out this owner financing trick where they right. can buy the property 
and ask the seller to carry back terms for them because they're really, they're going to be really flexible. And what's interesting to note is that one of, one of the guys in, in the mastermind this weekend, you know, he's pretty well known in his area for doing owner financing and creating owner financing. And they're basically fed up with trying to figure out how to make these deals work that they're just trying to sell him the leads and say, Hey, look, you closed the deal because I obviously, my cash offers are not working with these people. And uh, here you go, you take him. So then he's able to basically take these leads with zero marketing effort and just close them <laughs> with, you know, owner financing transactions. So it's just kind of interesting to hear that, you know, other markets are pretty similar to us to where it's their wholesaling is just, just a war, right? Right. And, and that puts us, as you just said in different words, um, in the perfect place. Because yep. that's exactly what we're offering through the fund. We're we're talking with them. We're working with uh, different wholesalers and and sellers direct, uh, and helping them create the money, uh, create the the financing, and then we can buy that financing um, ourselves. Uh, and so, any of you out there who are listening who um, would like to focus on that, we're not talking about sub twos, uh, although you can do that. We're just talking about straight. Uh, deals where if you can't make the numbers quite work under a first, then you structure it as a first and a second and they carry back the second. I mean, this is pretty basic stuff for us of us, those of us who are in the field. Yeah. But a lot of other people don't know this. They, they have no ideas how to structure one of these deals. One, one of the cautionary tales that I have to throw out there, Richard, and I, I don't think I've talked to you too much about this because I, I see more of it and, and I already know what, what you would say about the deal. We, we're kind of in alignment on it is, some of the times we'll get wholesalers that'll come to us and they have a property they have under contract and they want to, they have a borrower that they have to sell to owner finance the property. So basically they're trying to buy the property for cash. They're trying to resell the property at the same time on terms. And they're trying to use that end buyers down payment as part of the sale to give to their seller and then also have someone like us buy the note at the same time. So then they can just bake, you know, their cash transaction and get out of the way. The, the problem that we're seeing, and I think it's only going to get worse with some wholesalers is that some of them are not understanding the value add and they are over extending the value of the property by trying to over finance the property. Now we always tell people, you know, Premium financing, you know, premium service provides a premium financing, meaning if the house is worth 110, you know, you can sell it like for 112 with owner financing or 113 or maybe 115, You, but you can't sell it for 220, right? right. It, it, it's the same house. Nothing has been done to it. You can't overextend the financing on it and expect somebody like us to buy that. We're not going to pay 160000 for a $220,000 note when you bought it for $100,000 like, and done nothing to it. Like it's not it's not going to work. So we're starting to see people that are, just, and I was giving obviously a, a very um, overzealous example there, but we're seeing some wholesalers come up with these numbers. And, and I just, I can't believe that they have an end buyer that's willing to pay uh, that much in owner financing for a property like that. Cause I know that we're not going to buy it for that because the numbers just aren't, are just unrealistic. But right. And I, so something else along that same line in terms of a slightly cautionary uh, wholesaler talked to me yesterday and what he wanted to do was bring a house to us that was totally unrenovated, mm -hmm. 
sell it to, he was going to have a 10% down payment, but he said, look, um, this guy's in the trade. He's a plumber or whatever. And he wants to do a lot of the work himself. And you now um, that way he'll sort of earn his equity into that. Um, and I told him, I said, look, uh, I understand this fellow's in the trade and this is not what I'm going to say is not directly applicable to your situation, but um, it's, it's what the world is and that we won't buy a house um, unless it's a livable right now, comfortably livable right now. Um, we won't buy that house because uh, one of the um, mid-sized pension funds or not pension funds, I'm sorry, um, Wall Street co co companies got in trouble a number of years ago for doing just that. They were selling houses to people uh, on down payments and saying, you fix it up. And they got taken to court because the people in the end uh, did not have the money to fix it up and basically were left for the place that they, they couldn't live. So we have to be very careful about that. We have to make sure that a place is, if we buy something that's not being renovated right now, it has to be just as good as any seller finance deal that we've ever seen and uh, not need any rehab at all. Yeah, the deals that I'm more comfortable with are actually the non-owner-occupant deals that are like that to where there, there is a true fix and flipper that that is their business model. But they just, instead of them getting hard money for the house, they just, they get owner financing for it. And I, I'm a lot more comfortable with those and than an owner occupant that's trying to live there that has to live through e rehab because I've, I've been one of those, those guys I've done it before and I'll call myself an idiot for doing it because it's, it's, it's tough. I mean, it, it takes three times as long when you live in the property trying to renovate it than it does when you don't live there and are renovating it. Right. Right. So, I mean, you just have to be kind of careful about doing that. Um, let's talk about some of the other things uh, that we learned. I think the the general consensus is that we're not going to go into a huge recession. We're going to go into a little bit of a dip. Um, and you know, without getting too specific, uh, I think also the general consensus is that rates, while they're somewhat high right now or are probably going to lower after the next 12 months or something like that. Would you agree with that? Yeah, we, we don't really know how much, but we, I think, I think we can all agree that it's not going to go up. I think right. we're all saying, I think they'll go down a little bit. They may go down a lot. We, we don't, we don't know yet. We'll see a trend after a while. So let's give it another year and see where we're at next spring and then kind of know, okay, it looks like we're trending back to maybe the way it was around the four or 5% window, or maybe it just stays where it's at right now. We don't really know, but we all agree that it's not going up. Right. So while people may see fewer deals being refied out of their portfolio, um, <clears throat> that, that might pick up again if, if rates go back down. But the good news, as opposed to uh, 2008, is that people have a lot of equity in their houses. Right. So they have a lot more flexibility. They don't have a gun to their head. They may not have the rate that they want right now, um, but things aren't that bad. And things probably aren't going to get that bad. This is a time where you have to be cautious in times like this, uh, when you're underwriting deals, when you're buying real estate. Um, people that get these houses under contract, remember how much skin they have in the game. They, they typically don't have any skin in the game. Uh, wholesalers often want to do thing do things with no, with no skin in the game. They just want to use their hustle, find a deal, and flip it to somebody else, <clears throat> not 
understanding if they're giving somebody something of good quality. So there's a lot of great wholesalers out there that do a great job. And, you know, there, unfortunately there are some that, that don't do a good job. So just watch out, be cautious. Uh, my radar is up very, very high right now because I've seen what I'll call some bogus deals come in front of us. And you just got to stay disciplined and stay true just because you're hungry for a deal. <clears throat> don't buy the first one that comes to your, to your desk, <laughs> right? You want, you want to find one that's, the right quality and meets all of your metrics that you're trying to accomplish. Is that what that little pointy thing out of the back of your head is? That's your radar. You said your radar. Yeah, so <laughs> bing, 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 bing. I've been wondering what that is. <laughs> That's right. It's right. growing. It's growing every day. That's right. So, but, but let's talk about a typical deal that we might, might accept. And that is sure. There's the seller finance deal that we're all used to. That's got a year or, or two years of uh, payment history on it. Um, but there's also a lot to be said for the deal that's got a, at least 20% down um, and has has a good renovation to it. What's a good renovation? I mean, the kitchen's completely done. The baths are done. Maybe the roof's done. The outside of the house is painted. In other words, it looks nice. So somebody has skin in that game if they put 20% down uh, and uh, they have a good rental history before that or, or something of that sort. Um, that's a deal we'll do. And I think that's, that's, um, a good solid deal. Yeah. Rent, um, no, I was gonna say rent ready, move in ready. That's, that's a little, little different than rent ready, move right. in ready. Yeah. Right. Right. Yep. Richard. No, go ahead. I was trying, I was trying to think if there's any, I don't think of anything cautionary. I was trying to think of some, some good, uh, sort of factoids that we, uh, we got <laughs> out of there. Yeah, Here we go again, it. man That's of a right. thousand words, making up stuff on the spot. I like it. All That's right. right. <laughs> this is episode number nine. It is sponsored by American Note Buyers. I'm Justin Bogart, and this is Richard Thornton. And until next time, guys, we will see you on episode 10. All right. Take care. Thanks for listening to Be The Bank. We hope you learned something from today's show. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review us. Plus, check out our channel on YouTube and follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Be The Bank and on Instagram at Be The Bank Podcast. Be The Bank is sponsored by American Note Buyers. Thanks again for listening.